Hi, my name is Aisha McGowan, and this is Quick Brown Foxes, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of how to get more women of color into cycling by asking women of color how they got into cycling. While the Quick Brown Foxes podcast usually focuses exclusively on women of color, today we have the privilege of speaking with KC Cross, a queer and non-binary cyclist, mental health clinician, speaker, and activist living and building community in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I am Casey Cross, and I use they, them, and their pronouns. I currently reside on the ancestral lands of the Cato, Quapaw, and Osage nations, um, today known as Federal Arkansas, or a lot of people just call it Northwest Arkansas. Um, I am a practicing LPC. I've had the privilege and pleasure of primarily working with queer and black and brown, trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming folks. Um, this year, my fiance and I decided to found Beyond the Binary, which is kind of a uh, it's kind of a catch-all for all the different areas we're working in, uh, primarily public speaking and consultation, community advocacy and engagement, and content creation. Um, I also ride bikes, mostly for fun, but sometimes I enter races, and I still mostly just have fun with that. I apologize if my voice goes in and out. I'm like, uh, I've had some upper respiratory stuff the last week and oh, lost fun. my voice for like three days. I know. So I've had my season. voice back for like almost 48 hours. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad that you're sharing it with us. So, of course, of course. How did you get into bikes? Yeah. So, I think, honestly, I think I probably got into bikes like a lot of people do. Like, I started riding bikes when I was probably around four, five years old, and it quickly became my way of getting around the neighborhood to hang out with my friends. You know, at a certain point, my mom was like, I'm not driving you over there. I'm not walking you over to, to see your friends. You can you can hop on your bike. So I did that for a number of years. And then, of course, I became a teenager and got my first car. And so I put the bike away. But it's always something that I've returned to throughout college, throughout my 20s, as a way of commuting to and from work, as a way of just like active transportation, getting to and from grocery stores or wherever I needed to, wherever I needed to be, really. Um, I'd say it was probably 2017 that I dove headfirst into bikes the way that I am now. Um, and that just so happened to coincide with me moving to Madison, Wisconsin, which is a pretty bikeable city, but I rode my bike every day because honestly, I was too broke to pay for parking on campus to to go to work, which that's a whole nother conversation. The fact that we have to pay thousands of dollars to park at our place of employment will never make sense to me. Um, but yeah, I just like I really got into bikes around that time. And honestly, I was still hanging at bars and stuff with friends and I needed a safe way to get to and from the bars without paying for like a Uber or Lyft. Um, so yeah, bikes have become a really big part of my life. Um, you know, I know over the last few years, it's really brought me this community of people that, man, I don't, I don't know what I would do without them. I, I can't even imagine my life right now with all the people that I've met because of the bicycle. Like my life would look completely different at this point I have no idea what it would look like but I know it would look completely different 
But yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got into bikes. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so let's go further back and tell me yeah. how did you learn to ride a bike? <laughs> I don't know and if I remember what that first learning. bike was, if you can remember. <laughs> yeah, I do know it was, I'm pretty sure it was a Huffy. It was like this like aqua tillish and pink color like 10 speed that I got when I was I don't know probably like five or six years old it was way too big and way too big for me at the time but my parents were like you'll be able to ride this bike for a number of years <laughs> so it was way too big initially I I'm sure I looked super awkward on it but I, I did eventually grow grow into it um if I had to guess I bet my dad taught me how to ride a bike um I was like whenever I was a kid, I was just like this major tomboy and anything that my dad was doing, I was like, yep, I want to, I want to hang out with you. So basically all the sports, I was outside playing with him. So if I had to guess, I'm pretty sure it was him that was like, let's get you on a bike. Because I I remember like riding to preschool, riding to preschool with him on the bike, um, riding around the neighborhood. My my mom had one. his bike like were you like in his lap were you on the handlebars so so yes (laughs) yes I definitely used to ride the handlebars while he would like I I went to preschool probably I don't know maybe a mile away from where I grew up so yeah I'd ride on his handlebars um and then eventually I remember I had like this little red tricycle that I would I would ride with him and my older brother um and then eventually got like a real bicycle to to ride to school on do you remember, you know, like when you grow up in the country, you, you don't necessarily do things the safest way. Like we used to always be riding on on handlebars or he would stand is, up and I would sit in the seat. I mean, it probably totally is unsafe, but I feel like it was pretty standard, right? Like It was definitely standard in the what, early 90s. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, everybody, everybody around us was doing it, so. Yeah, I mean, they have those like those little like green bucket things now that you can kind of like rest on the on the top tube have you seen those like and like no. the toddler can kind of put their legs in them and those things oh, seem yeah. super unsafe to me like <laughs> I feel like it's all just things, as bad like <laughs> all these things that the, like all these contraptions that they make for kids to be able to ride with their parents now I'm like y'all are so lucky like my dad was just like, just sit here. Like, I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I don't care if you fall off the front. Yeah. Those those things are, they're they're cool. But yeah, these kids are lucky nowadays. But I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know if they're necessarily safer. <laughs> I mean, it's a formative experience also. I feel like, I feel like in your youth, you're supposed to, to do risky things. So you build up a... Of course. A sense of how do, invisibility. How do you learn that things... How do you learn that things are scary and that they hurt if you don't uh, actually experience them? Okay, so got your Huffy. I'm sure you eventually grew into it. And you probably stopped riding bikes at some point. There was a lapse. Tell me about it. What happened? Yeah, I mean, you know, I like, I turned, so I learned how to drive when I was like 10, but I couldn't like legally drive. I'm sorry. What are you? (laughs) (laughs) Again, I grew up in the country. Let's go back a smidge. Yeah, I know. Like I, 
I wouldn't say I learned how to drive. Like my grandpa let me sit in his lap and like steer the truck, which was a very oh. bad idea. But like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I was I was driving. My dad had this little uh, S10 pickup truck, like this old school thing. He didn't care what happened to it. And yeah, when I was actually I was a little bit younger than ten when I first started practicing. But then like getting consistent, I was about ten or eleven years old because he knew like I was going to take my driver's or the what is it like the permit test in a few years and he was like I want you to be prepared for it instead of learning how to drive when you're 14 and 15 so by the time I hit 14 yo I was pushing whips like nobody's business (laughs) I um yeah I got a car when I was 15 I think um you know you know like when you're a teenager I was like one of the oldest of my friends I was the first to have a car so I thought I was hot shit. Like, yeah, of course I put the bike up. Was driving I'm, all of my friends. I'm around sure you town. were though. Like, I can't <laughs> imagine any other scenario. <laughs> I mean, that's just me, right? <laughs> okay, so um, then yeah, started yeah, started driving. You know, so I'm assuming that was high school, fourteen, fifteen, and yeah, then. Ninth grade. What sparked you to get a bike as an adult? I know you mentioned it briefly, but. Yeah. So once I was in, actually, I was getting ready. I had just graduated grad school, actually. Um, and I was talking to my fiance and I was like, yo, it's, you know, it's been a few years since I've been on a bike. I've always enjoyed it. Like, let's, let's go pick up some bikes. And my fiance, she grew up very differently for me. I was a very like adventurous kid, like doing everything, doing all the dangerous stuff. And she didn't do anything like we so we we like went and got some uh hybrid bikes very first ride we went out for like a 20 mile ride i don't know why we decided to go that long without a chamois no the first ride very first the very first ride like honestly what kind of did you pick a trail were you on the streets like yeah we we (laughs) hopped a little bit on the trail a little bit on the street It's it's so crazy. So we, <laughs> the best way that I've found to get my fiance out on the bike is to be like, hey, let's go, let's go get some drinks or let's go get some tacos. And so I was like, yo, let's ride up to Springdale, which is just like the ne- next town over. And we went to like this little cidery. It was awesome. It was great. Came back home. Actually, funny story. So I told you she didn't really do all the things as a kid. And we had to hop a curb at one point to get off the street onto the did you have the to was that was that okay not so optional we could have or... gone a little bit farther <laughs> we definitely could have gone farther to like get to catch like a little uh I don't know like what, whatever it's called where it's a little bit lower so not even thinking I was like yeah let's just hop this I go up pop the bike up keep going and then I just hear oh <laughs> <laughs> and I look back I look back and she has fallen over. The chain has mm-hmm. popped off and she's just like laying there with the bike. And I was like, what happened? And she was like, well, you said we were going to hop the curb and you didn't explain to me how to hop a curb. I just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, have you never hopped a curb? Like, what did you do as a kid? And she's like, no, I didn't ride my bike with the, with friends. Like I literally rode it in my driveway. And I was like, oh, okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's my bad. Like that was kind of like my first understanding mm-hmm. of like not everybody grew up riding bikes the way that I did yeah it's just Ugh. like doing all so the things for them it was so fun <laughs> <laughs> to, to this day 
She still won't hop a curb. I think she's a little uh, traumatized. Well, I mean, that that. sounds very traumatizing. (laughs) (laughs) And I I commend her for going for it despite not understanding what was going on. Despite, yeah. I've I've gotten her to clip in and stuff now, and I thought I'd never get her to clip in. And she absolutely loves it. Um, But yeah, kind of going back. So we got these bikes, went on that 20-mile ride. The next day, we were like, dang, that was fun. Let's go on another ride today. We hop on the bikes. Aisha, when I tell you we made it down the street to the stop sign and our nether regions were hurting so bad from the 20-mile bike ride the day before. We had never heard of a chamois. We didn't really even understand how we should have been shifting. Like I grew up in a very flat part of Arkansas, and now we live in a very hilly part of Arkansas. So I'd never really needed to know how to shift efficiently i learned a lot that summer let's let's just say uh we we instantly went and and that's fine yeah yeah (laughs) i'm pretty stubborn so i've always learned things the hard way (laughs) yeah same yeah we we went and bought some like some cheap chamois that day because i was like i want to keep riding but i this hurts this it was painful. not a deterrent. That's it, promising. No, it was not a deterrent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pain in that particular area is not, <laughs> it's just not it. Um, and the crazy thing is, I rode bikes a lot before the age of 25 and never yeah, had a chamois. Same. I don't understand why all of a sudden my body was like, nope, can't do this. But I don't know that, like, as a kid, we were ever riding like 20 miles in one go. Yeah. Like usually it was like, that's true. maybe you ride like maybe a mile to a miles. friend's house or yeah. a couple miles somewhere else and you yeah. stop and you do a bunch of stuff and then you ride, do a bunch like of- you were never like on the bike for that long. Yeah. Two hours at a time, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the difference. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was even thinking, I'm like, man, I'm like we we used to like ride out to my my aunt's house, and she was she lived about five miles away, but still not sitting on the bike for two hours. We right. get there, hang out for a couple of hours, and then go home. But yeah, that that day I was like, Mm-mm. I understand why Google is encouraging me to get a chamois, and it mm-hmm. made a big difference. Chamois. Did you? That's actually what I thought it was. <laughs> personal question <laughs> did you know that you weren't supposed to wear underpants with the chamois <laughs> so the funny thing is I, <laughs> i'm gonna say this publicly whatever i don't really wear underwear so that's never <laughs> been a problem <laughs> well that's convenient um yeah so <laughs> megan my fiance and we did have to finally get her to the point of stop wearing underwear under her chamois but yeah i just i don't really like underwear unless i'm wearing jeans so yeah for me that was not that was not a problem (laughs) yeah no that's pretty great I feel like (laughs) I feel like that was like something that everyone emphasized when Mm -hmm. like I was like resistant to the chamois like hardcore like I'm never wearing lycra it looks ridiculous not gonna do it I'm gonna wear these jorts until the end of time (laughs) you're not getting me out of my jorts and then the clothing uh, of my people (laughs) I mean they were great they they were flexible and comfortable they did what they needed to do I don't I mean I wasn't 
riding like uber long distances, but I was putting in some yeah, mileage in my jorts now. <laughs> so we were going places. Um, I'm sure I never you, like, had a built problem. Up to be able to like sustain Yeah, it was that. like over the course of years. So I feel like I probably yeah. just, you know, and I didn't start with 20 miles. Like it was like right. five right. here, like a couple point. more there, and then eventually yeah. more and more and more. But that's not the point. The point is... <laughs> People were very like emphatic about like do not wear underwear with your chamois, and I'm like that's weird. Like I'm wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, going I, to I wear underpants. Me... Like that's how this works. <laughs> I, I think it it worked out because I played basketball, uh, you know, all the way through college, and we wear spandex. I won't say everybody, but most of us wear spandex under our basketball shorts, and and we never wore underwear. So to me, I was like. Yeah, a chamois, like that's basically the same spandex that I was wearing under my basketball shorts. So no, I'm a I'm a free bird down there. It's, that works. It's pretty lovely. Yeah. Okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> at, at this point, at this point, I can definitely ride ten to fifteen miles without a chamois. Yeah, and that's doable. I can walk the next day for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the scale we're working with. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you guys went for a 20 mile ride you're like mm, gonna need a chamois this isn't this isn't gonna work out if we do this the same way um what was ride number two where do you go from ride there? number two yeah so I mean I think we did a very similar one so where we live we we have this uh it's called the Razorback Greenway it's a it's a trail it's probably spanned about 75 miles from South Fayetteville all the way up to Bella Vista. And I think we just like, we just kept hitting that because that was all we knew. We were, we weren't like in with the cycling community here. So we were like, oh, we've got this great bike trail. So we just hit it as often as we could. We ride to downtown, we ride to some of the parks, we ride up to Springdale. Um, But then we, you know, we ended up moving probably a month after that. I ended up moving to Madison, Wisconsin and she moved to Houston, Texas. So wait, so what I don't year know how was this? This was 2017. Okay. So you started yeah. the first 20 mile ride was in 2017. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. And then you so, kept riding and then you yeah, moved kept to riding. two different places. Moved to two different places. Yeah, so she didn't ride at all in mm-hmm. Houston. Like she had a bike but she was like I do not feel comfortable riding here like understandable Houston's a tough place if you don't have a community like I remember visiting um my godmother there in Houston and I was like I'm gonna take her bike to the bike shop and get it fixed it was (laughs) um she won it in some kind of raffle the handlebars were on backwards it was a mess and I'm like I'm gonna take this this needs this needs work and like that little ride to the bike shop was traumatizing (laughs) yes and I was like I ride in New York City I could do it all and I'm like oh no not this (laughs) this thing no there's like there's no infrastructure down there whatsoever and like we would see people out biking all the time downtown and I'm like yo y'all brave y'all super brave because I was I was riding in Madison Wisconsin and the 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 cycling infrastructure there is it's great well they have a big bike brand there so I bet yeah yeah it's it's expensive to park up there so I mean everybody rode bikes that was that was not an issue I'm, I'm actually like I always tell people I hated living in Madison. That was not my jam whatsoever. The people, 
most of the people there were just yeah wasn't wasn't really my cup of tea but I'm so happy that I did live there because it really did like help me refine that love for bikes and I have not turned away from them since like I rode damn near every day sorry if I can't cuss I rode almost every day in Madison um (laughs) I know I'm 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 like I try to like rein my language in but this is this is who I am it's okay (laughs) we're not on PBS it's fine (laughs) as far as I know they don't censor me so I think you're good yeah I hope not (laughs) yeah I I rode every day except for you know when we'd have like three feet of snow out there I didn't uh realize at the time that they made like special tires to be able to ride up there like I would see people riding and I was like how in the world are y'all riding like me on my little hybrid bike weird I'm not going anywhere and then like right before I was leaving Madison people were like yeah you've got to get like these studded tires you got to get a fat tire bike and all this stuff and I was like okay this is outside of what I know about cycling. That also sounds very expensive. <laughs> Super expensive. Super expensive. I, I actually did look at, like I had a, that hybrid bike, I probably had it for like three years. And I started hearing people talking about all these other kind of bikes. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, let me look into getting a mountain bike. Let me look into getting this and this. I went to a bike shop and I was like, <laughs> bro, who's supposed to afford these? He's <laughs> not not me on my counseling salary like I, I can't even afford to park on campus to come to work I definitely can't afford a two thousand dollar bike like that's just it's not happening um so yeah I, I rode that hybrid bike for a long time I rode it on road I rode it on gravel I rode it on mountain bike trails like there was nothing stopping me on that bike jumping off curves <laughs> I, yo I was <laughs> jumping on curves <laughs> I was like legit. I was like, I was like hitting jumps on that thing <laughs> with a, a rigid fork and everything, and being like, "Yeah, this is fine. This feels great." <laughs> I could hear the bike rattling, and it's like, "Yeah, all bikes do that." Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the folks of Madison love to see it. <laughs> did you Did you find community there at all, or like what? Nope. <laughs> okay, so let's fast forward. You get out of Madison. When did you leave Madison? 2018. That's how. That's how. Okay, that didn't last long. All right, so didn't last long at all. (laughs) We left Madison. We went back to Arkansas. Yep, yep. Came back to Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, came back to Arkansas. Was still riding. Honestly, at that time, I was still primarily riding by myself. Um, You know, the people that I was seeing around here, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. That you know, full lycra, super expensive bikes, going stupid fast and I was like no that's not really the kind of riding that I'm wanting to do and the majority of them were like white guys so I was like that's also that's like not even the space that I want to be in to do something fun that I enjoy so like legit Aisha for for years up until 2020 maybe 2021 I rode by myself or with Megan like that was basically it um, you know, I think the good thing about 2020, if I can take some positive from it, is that through social media, I started meeting so many other queer and black and brown cyclists that seemed to be riding the way that I wanted to ride. You know, they were riding for fun. Even if they did races, they weren't like trying to 
to win races. They were just like, just trying to push their, push themselves, you know, like to say, yeah, I did this. I, I accomplished something. And so, you know, two of the first people that I connected with um, was Becky Irvin, which is one of my friends here and B Apple. And they were super into like social justice and using the bike as a medium, very similarly to the way that I was. And I was like, oh, it's not just me thinking like this. And then, yeah, just like through social media, like, you know, seeing the work that you were doing, seeing the work that Rachel was doing and Devin, it was just like, yo, my community is out there. They may not be right here in Fedville, you know, in like, you know, a five mile radius, but I do have community out there and I do have people that are riding bikes like for fun, but also like using it as a way to, to, to make an impact on this world. And so like, that's 2020, I would say like, that was like the kickoff for me to be like, okay, you can do bikes and you can do good in this world. And you have people that are going to support all of that um yeah 2020 like blew my mind as much of a shit show as it was there was a lot of good that came out of it for me and just like creating community and 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 like finding a way to heal from so much you know it was it was that that was the part that was like really cool it was like I started gaining all of these friends who fully accepted me for me and like I was able to be fully KC and we could go ride bikes and we could like talk about serious stuff we could laugh we could do whatever and it was just like wow this is what I was missing like my entire life I wish I could have found that at like age eight or nine and had this for you know the last 20 some years like that would have been really cool and so that's kind of what I'm trying to do now it's just like help other people find that community and create that community around them because it's it's brought me so so much tell me more how are you going about helping people find and create this community yeah so you know part of with beyond the binary that Megan and I started this year is like it's just that you know it's it's been really cool to show up to these different races and we have so much community show up you know it's like we're going to races, but it's, we're not going for the competitive aspect. You know, so many of us are showing up to cheer one another on, to, to just hang out, to talk, to support one another so that we're not the only whatever at these races. You know, we're not the only queer person, not the only non-binary person, not the only black person at these races. And seeing how so many of us are willing to travel to Nebraska and Oklahoma and Arkansas like the middle of nowhere the middle of nowhere exactly the <laughs> like middle literally of <laughs> and just just like see you know 20 30 black and brown and queer and fat and low SES high SES like whatever just show up and just be in community with one another it's been like okay how do we share this with other people because I, I very much so understand that, you know there's a lot of privilege that comes with being able to travel to these different places like tra- yo you know traveling to this stuff is not cheap you gotta worry about gas or flights or it's wild. hotels and food it's ridiculously expensive I feel like it's- I didn't 
So, I mean, I had like a very unique path and that like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> by the time I was like going to these types of events, it was because people invited me to do them. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think the first like big, like Fondo type thing I did was the ride across Wisconsin actually, oh, where yeah. you ride from at the time, cause they've changed the route, but you start in, you started in Idaho, I think, or is it Iowa? What's the one next to Wisconsin? Oh yeah, probably. I, well, Minnesota, but then Iowa is mm-hmm. south of yeah. yeah. You started in Iowa and then you rode to Kenosha. And I remember over the course of like 175 miles or so, I saw one black man and he didn't even wave back. I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, black Dang, man. Was he having a bad day? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. You know what? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. See me, brother. <laughs> Like, come on now. It's I know you see me over us. here waving. I look crazy waving at you. I don't know you, but you know why I'm waving. Low, low key, he probably thought you were a mirage. He was like, I'm not seeing what I think I'm no, seeing. She ain't real. <laughs> she definitely not real. I'm not going to make a fool out of myself. But yeah. Oh, so like to see, like even when I did <clears throat> what is now Unbound in like mm-hmm. 20. 18 I think is when I did that it was I believe just me and then people thought I was Sam because she Sam Scipio because she'd done it the year before and I borrowed her handlebar bag so I knew that just threw everybody off because it was like oh it's her (laughs) it's the same bag yeah it's gotta be you it's the same same girl it's the same woman of course it is um and that's it was either me or her (laughs) right like those were the choices so to see like these communities doing these types of rides now and like just, I mean, I haven't been able to join y'all, but like to see everybody you having will. so much fun from afar has been, it's like, <laughs> all right, it was worth it to. <laughs> but, but like the thing, like the way I was like actually explaining this to Rachel, I think yesterday was just like, you know, I think for a lot of us, like you, you have really been a trailblazer. Like so many of us, I feel like have seen you, like I, I remember what year was that? 20, that was probably 2018 or 2019. I know nothing about Joe Martin stage race. Like, no, absolutely nothing. I like saw on Instagram that you were going to be there. And I was like, a black cyclist is coming to my town. I was like, I don't even know who this is, but I am parking my butt right on Dixon. And I'm going to cheer so loud every time I see you come through. And like, we, we hadn't met at that point, but I was just like, all I know is there is a black female cyclist coming to my town. And probably the only one that is was that here. crit day, and the so, last like, day. Yeah, it was crit day. Yep. Yeah, that was a fun day. <laughs> it's I a just, good I course. Remember, yeah, it, that is a fun course, y'all. And like just watching, I was like, "Holy cow! I never want to do this, but I will come watch <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever you do it. I will because y'all be moving. Yo, y'all be moving so fast. Like I do some sketchy stuff, but y'all." <laughs> <laughs> them turns i i know i know this area well and i'm like i know how fast you can come down dixon and then to make that 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 it's 90 so degree turn fun. there's yeah. nothing like it and the, I the difference it. is though casey <laughs> is that it's a closed course that's the difference that does make a difference yeah not having cars sure. but the it's threat a closed of cars with like 30 other bicyclists more but, around you but we all agree we don't want to fall and it does happen right but like the goal course, is not to run course. into each other so for the most part yeah. there's like 
there's an agreement. But yeah, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit safer. Yeah. I wish I'd known you then. I wish I knew you. you I know. I actually were there and cheering, and that was a good. That was a good. I think I ended up meeting a great time. Several months later, at Color the Crag. It was just like it was crazy. Yeah, so that was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty eighteen. So it was it was just crazy how like, you know, as I look back at this timeline, like all these little pieces that got put together, and. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're all out here, like, showing up in the middle of nowhere to cheer one another on. And for me, it's, it's like, it started, it started with you, you know, and I don't know, it's like, it's kind of surreal even sitting here being on your podcast that I've listened to so many times. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell am I? But this is, yeah, this is, this is cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, my I don't know what my neighbors are doing. They're like slamming doors and yelling and being neighbors, being neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I keep muting myself to sort of help. No, but you're good. Okay. Yeah. So what is what comes next? What is the rest yeah, of 2022 so, look like? Yeah. What are we up to? Oh, I'm I'm excited for 2022. Um. You know, like I said, we we're really trying to kick off beyond the binary. Um. We, I've, I've spent two weeks putting together a website. Um, we're getting more consistent with videos now that I've got, I've actually got a laptop to like actually work on videos and not just like <laughs> randomly put stuff together when I can. Um, I, I sit on the board for uh, All Bikes Welcome, which is a local nonprofit that annually hosts a uh, mountain bike festival called Grit Fest. And I, I really think 2022 is about to be the year that we just kind of blow this thing up. Um, you know, it's a space for women, non-binary, trans, femme, you know, any gender expansive folks to come and be in community, learn basic mountain biking skills, learn really advanced mountain biking skills, and just ride with people who are going to make the space safe for you to, you know, just fully be who you are. And, you know, I think this year we have a really amazing executive director that we just hired, Rachel. And I really think Rachel is going to take GritFest to to new heights. Like all the ideas that they're coming in with and I'm just like, yes, like I'm I'm on board for for all of these for all of these things. Um, you know, I I really think GritFest and All Bikes Welcome is going to be a model for how more cycling events and races should be like how intentional they should be about who they're inviting and who they're welcoming in and the space that they're that they're creating um and then i'm just you know with beyond the binary you know we we uh collaborate a lot a lot we collaborate a lot with uh bike poc which is a grassroots organization here that was founded in 2020 by two of my friends, Kim C and B Apple. Um, you know, we work pretty closely with another lo- local nonprofit here to put on different community conversations and events. You know, we did a big event for Cyclocross Worlds where we talked about intersectional um, advocacy in cycling. And I think we're going to keep doing that every quarter. You know, it's um, they've kind of 
surprisingly given us a lot of free reign on like the topics that we want to discuss, the people that we want to bring in. And I really hope and think that we are making a dent in the local Northwest Arkansas cycling scene for sure. <coughs> Sweet. <clears throat> All right. So if, like I know you said, you wish you'd found your community at eight and you found all of this wonderful stuff, but you found it now. And I'm yep. very happy to hear that and understand that sentiment. Oh, so much. <laughs> but as our, as we part ways and I let you go about your day and yep. life, <laughs> I have no idea what time it is where you are, but it's like nighttime here. Almost two o'clock. Oh yeah. It's not so late. Eh? <laughs> yeah. um, if you could speak to others, that would identify with you, that would see themselves mm -hmm. in you, what would you tell them? What advice would you give? Ooh, that is a great question. I, I think, let me figure out the most succinct way to say this. It probably won't be succinct at all because that's just not the way my brain works. Um, surround yourself with people that you can fully be yourself around. You know, I think for me, I kept way too many people in my life for too long that didn't see me. And, you know, I would often change how I showed up in spaces to fit them and make them comfortable. And now seeing the people that cycling has brought me, like cycling has definitely brought some really good people in my life that just... I just, I walk into a space, I show up in, in a space and I don't have this like overwhelming anxiety to, to put on a show. You know, I can just show up and be KC and I know every single person that's in that space is one, still going to love me, but they're also just going to support who I am and what I'm doing. And see, so yeah, that, that, that's what I would say. Like if you if you can be kind enough to yourself to allow the right people in, that's what you got to do. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all trying to survive, but we're also trying to thrive. And I think we thrive with community. You know, I'm, I'm big on community and I really see what it has brought me and what it's brought so many people. And yeah, you've, you've, you've got to find your people. And I, I know, I know that's, that's hard to, I know that's hard to do. And sometimes it feels like there's nobody around me, but there are people around you. It's just a matter your of people exist. Yeah. It's just a find matter them. of being, sometimes it's hard, yep. but they exist. Yep. And you I gotta, remember you have to like learn to be okay with like cutting ties with the people that mm -hmm. aren't oh, I putting into you, you know, Ooh, I love a good block. Oh yes. <laughs> love a good mute. <laughs> I think that comes oh, with age. Yeah. I think, I, I think in yeah. my youth I was less ready to do it, but now I'm just like, oh no, I yeah. don't need that. Mm -mm. I know, <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I do think and feel like the the youth man. I don't know. I'm so impressed by the youth nowadays. I'm like, yo, yo. <laughs> y'all are so impressive. Oh, I'm they like, would block. They would block in a heartbeat. Now they they're block, ready. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. Whatever it is that y'all are doing, like keep, keep it up. Keep doing yeah. that. Yeah. The youth. It was. Yeah. It was very different. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
um, yeah, it's I wish I would have again like I said I wish I would have found this even in my 20s you know it's it's great being in my 30s and recognizing it, all of this stuff but yeah the, I always said that youth are going to save us all yeah or or I, I still can't get with both. the music or destroy us on purpose because they realize yeah. we might not I mean, be I'm worth a, saving <laughs> whatever whatever feels um, best <laughs> mm. I always think about when I first moved to New York City and I, I mean, I love, I love, love New York City. It's my favorite place in America. And wow. like the idea of finding your people, like I understand not everybody can just live in New York City. I get that. Not this, not the most accessible place. But when I knew that there were, there was somebody for everybody or a space for everybody, I think I was, I don't even know where I was, but I just saw these folks bouncing down the street on those weird like bouncy shoes like the, oh, the yeah. shoes with the springs under it's like a whole group yep. of folks and I was like there is a bouncy shoes club okay For, there's yes. a group of people this ain't there's just one group. person there's a group yep. of people on these shoes and they are having the time of their life there's your people are out everybody. there okay if, yeah. if it's bouncy yep. shoes there's a bouncy shoes club somewhere <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't even know what those shoes like, are called <laughs> that's that's like the cool thing about social media too right it's like mm-hmm. now you can we, find we're them. not confined to just like mm-hmm. our small little towns we can expand and be like oh okay next time i'm here or if i ever go visit here i got people to, to reach the out shoes to club and we bounce it the bouncy okay. shoes club we are bouncing around bouncy shoes club of new york city <laughs> yep all right well thank Yo, you what's, so what's much next for you oh i'm sorry oh Ugh. i haven't Ugh. talked to you in a while <laughs> yeah i feel like we need a whole nother podcast but basically <laughs> racing yeah yeah t- taking on this this yeah. world tour cyclist thing and it's very hard and mm-hmm. i am gonna work for it that's yeah that's what's next just a lot of hard work just a <laughs> lot of hard work y'all are in y'all are in or y'all are based in Girona. is that right mm-hmm. Yep, I okay. moved across the world, um, and that's also very hard. Yeah, so I can only imagine. Like I'm like I've only ever moved to different states. Yeah, I but... hate moving, but moving across the world is a whole nother beast. A whole nother beast, especially when you have pets and things. I was going to say you brought yeah. So, <clears throat> but we're doing it, um, and I'm actually very excited about all the stuff. Like it's just so yeah. cool. Like. Literally yesterday, I was racing my bike in Italy. Like, what? Dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What am I doing? Who am I? I can't what even, is I going can't on? Even I mean, it was hard. It was very hard. <laughs> and, and I was like, sometimes having a great yeah. time and sometimes not. <laughs> no, but I was what, racing what my bike in type, Italy, and that's two? so cool. <laughs> type 2 fun? Yeah, just, mm. I, I can't even, like, conceptualize that that's dude Aisha I hope I hope you know like we all are rooting for you and I know we can't get over there that's very tough but we are we're we're rooting for you nonstop. I appreciate you got you you still got a community here forever Mm -hmm. and always oh and I will always need my community for sure (laughs) I appreciate all y'all so much all right so I'm gonna let you go thank you for having me and thank you so much for sharing your voice and sharing your story and I hope sure. you get your full voice back. I don't know if you can hear that. I think the dogs are hollering out. <laughs> There's so much. I, I can't hear, but give give emoji some some love for me. He's not here yet. He gets here on Thursday. Oh. So traveling oh, mercies Thursday, for that give one. Give him some love. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs>
Right on. Thanks All right, so much. have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bicycle, 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 bicycle race. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quick Brown Foxes. To find more information on KC, you can find them on Instagram at KCROSS3. You can find me at I suppose, A-Y-E-S-U-P-P-O-S-E on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook or at my website, www.aquickbrownfox.com. And please pay attention because right now the Abundance Project is hosting the Abundance Zwift training series, and it lasts from March 21st through April 2nd, right around the time for the Abundance Summit, April 1st and 2nd. For more information on those, you can also find that at aquickbrownfox.com. Super shout out to all of my partners and sponsors, including Live Cycling, SRAM, Bike Flights, Spot, Carmichael Training Systems, and Diaspora Kitchen. Special shout out to the Black Foxes. And last but not least, all of my wonderful patrons. If you would like to become one of them, you can do so at patreon.com slash aquickbrownfox. Join the likes of Vladimir Vince, Ursula, Troy Casper, Tonsa Price Edwards, Tom Probert, Tina Hart, Tariq Saleh, Stephen Landis, Stephanie Becker, Stay Kind, Spindrift Podcast, Spencer Madison, Sarah Williams, Sarah Bowman, Sandra Walter, Rosie Jacobson, Roland Hilgarth, Robert Roll, Ralph Perry, Rad Bike Adventure, Rachel Ulzer, Rachel Jacobson, Puma43, Patrick Smith, Patch Highland, Paige Chase, Nicholas Fortin, Michelle Smith, Michael Burns, <laughs> Meredith Nielsen, Megan McClure, Megan C. McGinty and Alex Breedy, Meg Descombs, Matt Garrick, oh, I'm sorry, Matt Carrick, <laughs> Marnie Anise, Margaret Wallace, Margaret Smitty, Mark Hunter, Lisha D., Lewis Hodge, Lillian Cool, Leslie Kimmeyer, Leanne Evanson, L.C., Lauren Zimmer, Lauren Thomas, Christiana E., Carrie Lloyd, Ken McLeod, or Ken McLeod, Kelsey Cohen, Kelly Shepard, Kelly D, Cat Sweet, Karen Brooks, Jono Davis, Jonathan Matz, Jonathan Biddle, Jesse Orman, Jess Strangward, Jay Thomas, Irie and Sean Mullen, Haley Nielsen, Frank Spinillo or Spinillo, Flora, Esther Lexton, Erin Ayala, Ella Green, Elizabeth Reincourt, Derek Pearson, David, Christina, Crystal J, Kat C, Brian Jascott, Brad Evans, Benel Tompkins, Beatrice Apple, Barbara Burlington, Ashley Von Edge, Anne, Gale, Anne Gallian, or Galleon, Anna Schwinn, Anna DeMonte, Andrew Lale, Andrea Roloffs, Amy Ungiri, Amy Kay, Allison MacArthur, Erica, and Adriel Harris. Thanks. See you next time.